Hello and welcome to Australian Transformers Weekly. We are bringing you Transformers news from around the world to the uh, top, down, left, right, up, up, down, down, B, A, and uh, start. That's a cheat code if you didn't pay attention. Uh, this is episode 166. We are recording live on September 21st, 2018. There's a reason I've, uh, I've emphasised the date, and you'll probably get that in the outtakes at the end of the podcast. In this episode, we will be talking about our first look at the movie masterpiece Bumblebee, and it's quite a good one too. There is life in the old girl yet with MP10 looking like it's going to get yet another repaint and re-release. My shelves are creaking under all of the ones that are already there. And we'll have a chat about some third-party and some first-party combiners and uh, how some of those limbs are coming into our possession. If you, if you didn't realize this was a Transformers podcast, that might sound kind of creepy. All that and more is coming up after this. Hello and welcome to the show. I am Jason coming to you from Sydney, Australia. Joining me this week, look, look, let's look at the Hangout layout. We have Max coming to us from, uh, I believe it's now the Tesla Free Zone in Adelaide. <laughs> I've, I've stopped keeping track. And... Look, it's on again, I'm... off. It's on again, off again. If you want to... A bit, put... a bit like this running joke, apparently. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Uh, but all I'm saying is that if you want to, if you want to pull up a joint and smoke it on a podcast, Joe Rogan is available. Uh, Brad coming to us from his uh, undisclosed location somewhere in country Victoria. How are you doing? Light him if you got him. I uh, <laughs> we're not only back for a Friday night. I, be- we're I believe he did. <laughs> back again. We're back. We're back. I don't know where I'm going with that. Um, right, we are we are back. Uh, what, have, what have you guys been up to this week? It has it's been a couple of weeks since we've been on the air. It's been a few weeks since we've seen you, Max. How you, have you been? What have you been up to? Uh, not very much, honestly. Just uni work. Um, wasn't on last week because I got a dog. So that's a, that is a valid excuse and a very very cute dog she is as well. Yeah, dogs <laughs> are pretty great. You should own one if you don't. Do- <laughs> dogs are pretty awesome. If you're if you're feeling lonely at home, try dogs. <laughs> the exciting new product. Yeah. Canine. May I just counter that? We're currently babysitting my grandparents. You're babysitting your grandparents. Shih Tzu thing. I don't know. It's a fluff. One of them fluff ball dogs. That doesn't. That's not a dog. That's a rodent. Yeah, that too. Best behavior. It's always been on its best behavior. Oh. On Saturday last weekend. We locked in the hallway, which had access to the bathroom and the bedroom, and went to town shopping. We come back, and at the end of the hallway where the door was closed, it's torn the carpet back about three feet, <gasps> torn and chewed the carpet liner underneath and all the foam, and now I feel like I'm living in a shack every time I walk across this bit of barren carpet that's sitting concrete. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm sure it loves you very much. <laughs> Yeah, I, I wanted to send outside and be tied up in the garage, but no, <laughs> it's still the cute and cuddly grandma's pet. So I'm, I'm still at the uh, peeing everywhere stage. Haven't quite gone into the lack of furniture stage yet. What, 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 about, what about the dog? <laughs> Ten, points. Ten points. Thank you. Went for and uh, I, I have nothing. <laughs> Oops, you can ride in a couple of angling times and look. I'll just point out that I have my cat sitting on the floor glaring at me, waiting for me to let him jump up into my lap. Anyway, um, speaking of cute and cuddly things, let's talk about some Transformers, shall we? <laughs> let's do it. We are going to start off with uh, Bot Shots Weekly. This is the weekly TCCA Facebook photography competition. Uh, we encourage you to take your bots out of their cabinets and uh, out into the great big wide world. Uh, introduce them to the outside world. Uh, and we have also christened this contest the uh, the uh, Daniel, the, oh my God, I, I can't remember his name, uh, the Tyson Richards uh, Weekly Funny Photo Contest because that seems to be what happens. Uh, this week's winner is Tyson, Tyson Richards with uh, this lovely photograph of Rumble and Frenzy, and I refuse to be drawn on which one is which. But, of course, <laughs> it's, the, uh, it's the immortal line. First we crack the shell, then we crack the nuts inside. However, Tyson might need to check his uh, 
might need to check his Coles salted mixed nuts because I don't think they come with shells. Awesome, Let's... awesome shot. <laughs> it, 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 it is a good shot. He's got he's um he's got the robot heroes figures there, and uh, I also think that putting them on a glass table actually really uh, helps the sort of idea that they they might be jumping up and down on the um, yeah. on the ground. Yeah, actually, well. I didn't even notice that. That's really quite clever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty good. We're going to move swiftly on and get to the news. Straight into news. Hasbro news. That will take us into some news. What news comes from by yonder? This is uh, MPM07. This is the new Bumblebee from the uh, the forthcoming Bumblebee movie named Bumblebee. Um, arriving... No, I, can't, I can't work Bumblebee into it again. Uh, arriving in cinemas December 21st, 2018. Uh, we are looking forward to this one, and um, this looks like a this looks like a pretty decent, uh, pretty decent masterpiece figure. Now, uh, it's not due out for some time yet, but uh, of course, someone got their hands on one. So, that's uh, seems to be the case. Yeah, fairly often. It does seem to happen fairly often it's these days, doesn't relief. it? So um, it is, of course, an officially licensed VW. Uh, there's my cat jumping into my lap. It is an officially licensed VW. Uh, he's got some very, he's got some very dark green windows, um, and he does appear to sort of have that junkyard feel to him, doesn't he? Mm. The, the the sort of like the the dirty paint job, I guess. But um, there's a there's a better look at the bot the box there. We are gonna we are gonna sort of jump through some of the uh, photos. So, uh, this was discovered by a YouTuber, and uh, he's dutifully put up a put up quite a good video of it. And uh, these are screen snaps taken from uh, TFW 2005. Uh, we are looking at weapons and a face mask accessory there. Yeah, it does give us a good idea of what he's going to have in the movie as well. Like, we yeah, there's that trailer like, shot with that face mask. Yeah, but That's we right, haven't seen a... like a sword or the mm. what a bit like what looks like a Gatling gun. Man, I hope that stuff. I hope that sword doesn't light up. If it's got the glowing bits around the edge, I Pacific Rim or <laughs> something like that, it's going to be depressing. But I don't know. It sounds it sounds like you're crossing it over with Cyberverse. Yeah. Uh... Well, he, he does have the sort of Cybertronium writing on it. Yeah, a la the um, Optimus Prime swords. Yeah, it's true. There we, and there's a close-up of that there. Mm. Although it's less sort of Cybertronian writing and just sort of more cookie-cutter. Um, yeah. It's, it's quite small, so fair, that's fair enough. Uh, mm. That looks like it's uh, compressing down there. And there's a comparison to the uh, existing movie uh, Camaro Bumblebee. And so just he, looking looking at that alt mode, I don't think we've had a Bumblebee ever that's this clean in alt mode. The doors, the bonnet all being one piece, just where the panel lines are. It, there's very little panel mm. lines in it like yes okay when we see in the robot you can see clearly that the doors are on his arms and um yeah. he's got a bit of a backpack in that in yeah, fair robot enough. mode but i think just having this alt mode being this clean looks really it, good it, it looks natural yeah it does it does except for windows looks like it's in areas where you would expect it to be and mm. you know, that seems quite intentional i'd say yeah there's a, there's another another size comparison with the camaro there yeah, and I, I guess this sort of continues the whole trend of like vehicle mode scale in both the movie masterpieces and studio series isn't the priority, but robot mode scale is yeah an absolute must. Now, uh, is this is this the uh, is this the normal masterpiece Bumblebee there, or is that a different one? I'd say that's, this is the likes the studio yeah, series. I mean, that's the likes. I'm not right. sure how big this will be. I mean, I imagine this will be a fair bit bigger than the. Regular yeah, Bumblebee. Yeah, look, there's a there's a bit of a bit of a comparison with the human hand. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Fair I, I do love that paint fading as well. Yeah, you know, sort of give, it does give off a a bit more of a realistic look, especially in robot mode. Like, yeah, well, so here we are. We're, of, we're looking at robot mode now because it, it gives it a sort of natural shading. You know, like on a lot of figures, right? They don't. The way that light plays off of the angles doesn't look quite the same as it would on that character realistically. So you have stuff like where on a lot of, you know, six-inch uh, Marvel figures, they'll put, like, uh, shadows on the capes and what have you, like, to replicate that realism because 
light doesn't play the same on this scale. So here you get that same sort of effect where, you know, it's a much smaller figure, but you get that realistic looking lighting through that paint shading. Yeah. Mm. So you know also... that. No, that, like here, here with the like this alt mode or the bot mode too. Like it's got the chunk and the hefts and just the it's filled in much like just those big um, two step or three step changes you get from RRD and that. But you've got the engineering, the detail here, yeah. um, more so than what you had in the original Ultimate Bumblebee. Yeah, like I, I will be honest, it has a bit more, a bit much kibble, much more kibble. Christ, I can't construct sentences tonight um <laughs> it has a bit more it has more kibble than i would have hoped for um given this design you know it, it was a figure that we were lauding like a design that we were lauding since basically since we saw it for being you know oh look how much more do you want character design yeah these clearly like these clearly defined sections and you'd think that would translate well into a toy that doesn't you know uh, rely as much on uh panel forming and so mm -hmm. it, it is a bit disappointing this see here that it has a fair bit of panels on the back at least there are so the weird the, the weird thing about it is that we've seen the figure in like we've seen we've seen the character in the preview he does not have doors there in the movie no <laughs> yeah he does no dare i say this just seems like a movie leader figure that they've decided well let's stick it in the movie masterpiece line and put a little bit more paint on the alt mode because this is straight up this is straight up Leader, Darker Moon, Leader, Bumblebee, um, and all those original Leader figures where they're big, bulky. Yes, there's no electronics in the chest, but it's just sort of... Yeah, <laughs> <I don't... laughs> it is kind of a shame with this figure, to be honest. Like, I was really excited when I saw it, and I was ready to sell my Camaro Bumblebee because I do prefer... I think most everyone prefers this B design, but just on a basic figure level it doesn't seem to achieve quite as much because you look at you look at barricade ironhide prime yeah, oh my God. the other the other movie masterpiece figures they've taken the original figures and made them in that bigger scale and improved the engineering and the, the quality or maybe not quality but improved the design and engineering a lot where this just looks like it's a new it's it's not the last night or the age of extinction prime but it's the next step. Yeah, it's... Where'd those come from? Yeah, oh, right, it, it looks like a very improved figure. There's no question. And it looks like a solid figure, but it doesn't have... The movie masterpiece line has been defined by, you know, like just groundbreaking release after groundbreaking release, right? It's been achieving things that we didn't think possible with these designs. And so then a character design comes along where on a figure level, it should be easier for them to... Uh, design it in that much more realistic sense, and for whatever reason, it just hasn't happened. Mm. We've sort of we've sort of gone from uh, this looks fantastic and we love it to yeah, it's not really quite what we <laughs> what we wanted. Yeah, it's, I we'll think just... the thing is, as a figure, it looks excellent. There's no question there. Like backpack aside, it looks excellent. It just doesn't have that same level of. Uh, accuracy that we got with any of the other movie masterpieces. Yeah, and I think especially to... especially with those wheels that just sort of seem like they peg off and stick on your shoulders. It just that and what's happening with the legs just remind me a lot more of the uh, the Ultimate Bumblebee from Transformers and Revenge of the Fallen that come out. Yeah, like he just doesn't sing and dance. <laughs> at the uh, first movie masterpiece Bumblebee, and I I do think most people seem to prefer this new design, but you compare the two figures and there's almost no comparison in terms of what they're pulling off. Yeah. Yeah. Even, we... even the Lux is doing the doors on the shoulders. Uh, it's probably, it's, uh, it does seem to be the thing, doesn't it? Mm. Do, we have any, uh, do we have an idea of price and release date for this? Um, Being maybe Masterpiece, well, like about 100 bucks. I think it was like 120 at Toybot. Oh, which was surprising, actually. Um, given and we can assume that that's cheaper than most other places. Given that Toybot generally runs a bit cheaper and gets things later, so if it was a movie later, it remains 80 bucks. Yeah, I, I am surprised there, to be honest, given that it's smaller than the older movie masterpiece and has less engineering. It's probably the same skeleton, though. 
I, I don't know about that. Yeah. To be honest. I mean, I don't know. I think I think there are definite similarities. Oh yeah, yeah. Like in terms of um, you know, where the parts end up uh, and the general silhouette, I can definitely see where you're coming from. You know, you, you have those two sections of the hood that wind up on the chest. You have the wing doors, all of that sort of stuff. Um, but I, I don't think there's any shared parts here. But yeah, I could definitely see a shared. Um, I guess transformation philosophy behind it. Yeah, this make, this sort of makes me wonder that. Um, you, so you can see the di- you can see the the differences, but you can see the similarities. Where like um, same parts end up in the same place, the bonnet is split over the chest and things like that. When a transformer scans uh, a new alt mode, <laughs> does it just map the alt mode onto its existing transformation? I think. It's. I think it varies from continuity to continuity, and I mean continuities. It's yeah. not something that's well defined. Uh, well, well I mean, look in the movies. Like we in Age of Extinction, we saw Prime scan a new alt mode, and like the, the only time we I mean, saw someone grew like fifty feet. Yeah, that... yeah, the only time we saw someone actually change from body type to body type on screen was with Prime, and he just changed at a molecular level. Hmm. So, yeah, I've, 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 the young fellas sort of getting interested in the live action movies and been watching a few of them as of late and sort of going back and revisiting. They seem, now that you've seen all five, they seem to fit a little bit more in with each other. But I, where you have your biggest questions is probably for the figures that you don't really see a lot of. Um, bots like Grindor coming out of Blackout and stuff like that, well, it's supposed to be salvage from the ocean floor and um I mean, but then looking at this bumblebee on a on a design level all the bumblebee figures even the all the bumblebee characters on screen have always had the doors as wings you sort of got that bumblebee or that insect wings of, as doors and i just wonder if this this figure's been sort of or even any of the movie bumblebee figures from this bumblebee movie have been sort of designed before they had final images of what the character was going to look like and just no, went that with that. Wouldn't surprise me actually. Just went um, with that wing design on the doors actually, for the shoulders. Yeah. You, you know, because I remember we saw like a very long time ago, we saw a leaked prototype of the alt mode of this figure, and that was before we'd seen like a trailer or anything like that for the movie. Yeah, and that, it, that leak was what told us that it was going to be a VW actually. Yeah. So this figure's been in development a very long time, and chances are that yeah you're totally right there yeah and granted the production like them and hasbro would have been sharing designs back and forth and and all that but we know we know that it takes about 18 months to design a figure and those recent um designer videos that come out from the, the uh, guy from takara that uh was designing the revenge of the fallen prime and that they'll design that prime before they even knew what the prime looked like in the film and yeah, just, it was, it was just coincidence that transformed similar yeah that was amazing to find out like mm. that it, yeah it just happened that oh this part needs to go here so it winds up functioning <laughs> similarly same way yeah. in the movie um I, I guess in terms of you know where this originates it does also i'd also you know, wonder who actually designed this figure mm. yeah, because I, if i'm not mistaken every single movie masterpiece so far was confirmed to have been done by Shogo Hasui. Um, and I, I don't know, but he's always, uh, like, a lot of his work has been quite lauded for its lack of any sort of kibble or, you know, uh, parts hanging off. Whereas this absolutely the doesn't have <laughs> You know, and, and just seeing, seeing how different it seems in terms of, yeah. particularly uh, the way stuff compresses inside the torso to... The previous movie masterpieces. I wonder if this is from a different designer. Mm. Maybe also because it's coming out for a, a new movie, they might have a different guy working on it. Yeah, true. Yeah, but if one one quick thing before we do move on, because we need to. Does anyone else see ET in his chest? <laughs> well, I, I, um, I see more of a Johnny Five actually. Yeah, so do I. And okay. Now, All now, right. now I wish I didn't. But yeah. thank you, Brad. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Let's uh, move on. I'm actually I'm actually gonna submit this photo to um that uh, Twitter account where you post photos of things that look like they're smiling. 
This came up in the last couple of days. Uh, there is a there is a rumor going around that we are going to get yet another repaint of MP10 Convoy Optimus Prime, however you'd like to refer to him. Uh, and this is going to be a Ghostbusters tie-in. Now, <laughs> okay, I have, I have I have no idea. I'm just I'm just going to say I have no idea how this is going to work. Let's speculate. <laughs> but if it's somehow tied into Starscream's ghost, I'm right there for it. Um, Could but, they do a two-pack with a ghost MP11? Because they haven't done that. I, no, like I, I, I don't think I don't think they would. Uh, like it, it's, I think that I think also I think that's too obvious for them. Like, yeah. What else are you gonna do? <laughs> so th- this is interesting. Looking looking at this image, right? Th- these are just like straight up images of MP10, and someone has stuck a Ghostbusters logo over it. Um, <laughs> the one thing that I thought is looking at the photograph of Prowl coming out of the back of. Of, of the trailer, I actually thought that was Ecto One for a minute, oh, just, yeah. just at I mean, first glance, and then I thought, "Oh my god, what if they do? What if they do actually do some kind of a, an Ecto One Transformer?" There's yeah, always interesting been, if, they, uh, if they went that route. Yeah, you know, sort of all, the first time it had like a masterpiece two pack. Because there's always that fan art of the DeLorean, Ecto One, the Tumbler, yeah, all, all these movie cars as Transformers. I don't. There's, there's currently there's no masterpiece figure, there's no transformer figure on the market that resembles yeah. a hearse. Mm. So it'd have to be a completely new figure, new mold, and I don't think they're going to spend that on the repaint. Can, <laughs> can, I, can I also just say, like, um, I did get the most, I, I've got the two most recent MP10 repaints. One has not been delivered yet. That's the Golden Lagoon one, but um, I did get the 7-Eleven one earlier in the year, and oh, that really disappointed. <laughs> like, like it just I, I feel like I feel like I went to such lengths to get it and I'm just sort of like right now I've got it I don't know what to do with it so um, I don't know I don't know why uh, an articulated lorry would be a Ghostbusters crossover I should just point out that um, this the the item was actually listed on a website called toypanic.com uh, and it was picked up by a blog called uh, Snackers, which uh, I do have open there. And uh, <laughs> if, you can, if you can read that, great. Uh, and this does list it as an exhibition exclusive. I'm not sure which exhibition it is. It might be something something coming up later in the year in Malaysia. I'm not really sure. Anyway, that's pretty be, um, that. I think Tokyo Comic Con is in December, so... Well, oh, I can see the only the, the only four digits I recognise there are two thousand nineteen. But uh, that's right. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but um, two quest- two quick questions. One roller in the um the Galvatron Takara pack. We had roller from the comics that was a long lost in a different dimension or something. Could that possibly tie in? Doubt to it. it. I doubt, doubt it. it. Yeah. All right, question question two. The jet pack he had is that it was that a third party edition that was made for MP ten? Or did it come with sideswipe? What jet pack? There's there's a jet pack for MP ten. Oh, oh okay. But it's not um it's not an official thing, I'm pretty sure. Okay. So that's not gonna work either. Because uh, I was just thinking, oh, if you, you're thinking about the uh, you're thinking about the proton energy pack, yeah, okay. yeah, and just paint and just paint possibly gray. <laughs> you might be overthinking it. Although that does actually give me an interesting thought because we have seen the uh, we've seen the um, bathing ape camo paints, so maybe yeah. maybe yeah. they'd actually make Optimus Prime a Ghostbuster instead of like a vehicle for the Ghostbusters. Who knows? Yeah, Ghostbuster insignia on the shoulders instead of the Autobot logos and. I just don't know what else you're going to do. I don't. I well, don't know. I guess they've done Prime as you know Jeffrey the Giraffe. They've done Prime as <laughs> either one, either one. Yeah. yeah. And Look, Prime not... Prime is very versatile and he has a wide acting range. Okay. <laughs> and I'll I'll just say it now for those that haven't got on the pre order yet for version three, you've got all these repaints to look forward for with that version as well because. I, I did see someone actually did a digibash of the uh, version three and what it might look like as a Ghostbusters promo as well. <laughs> yeah. uh, anyway, look, the, there's there's one other little rider with this. Now, if you look if you look at this blog post, you'll notice there are two photographs at the end. The other one 
is uh, the other one is a very, very low resolution <laughs> photograph of some cassettes. Nanoblocks? And, uh, yeah, possibly, yeah, at this resolution, <laughs> yes. Uh, but it does look like we're going to see a, a new Encore release of some uh, some older G1 cassettes coming up. So hopefully, hopefully that'll be coming soon. It's pretty cool to see these uh, forgotten cassettes coming back, you know, between... Apparently, these and the uh, Dino cassettes coming out in those Bubblebee packs. Yeah, I, I can't. I kind of feel like Hasbro's cracked the cracked the storage case with the uh, ca- old cassette molds, and Takara's just like, "Beauty, we'll have those." <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. But it's, it's like little obscure parts of Transformers history coming back into the limelight. Mm. Yeah, so I, I saw um I saw a few I saw a few of those Bumblebee and cassette sets at TF Nation. Uh, and everybody had the cassettes out and combined, and the bumblebee remained inside the uh, inside the little bubble, <laughs> even even with the uh, the even with the wrap, uh, the, the the cable ties still around it as well. That never got opened at all. Yeah, I've seen a few of them flood the market recently. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, just quickly, because uh, Transformers: War for Cybertron Siege is coming up next year. It is the next installment of the Transformers Generations line, and the beginning of a trilogy. Now, uh, we did see a new poster emerge on a on a, a website running a promotional story for some of the toys. Uh, this artwork is new. Um, you will know. You will note, however, that it still features no Decepticons, except for uh, I guess it's Tetrajets. In the back left corner, I yeah. think that's a big red herring. I think they just got the Tetra just there. Everyone's thinking the Tetra just are coming. I don't think they are. I think they've. I could have sworn they teased the Tetra Jets at some point before this. I feel. I feel yeah. like there will be Tetra Jets because they need to put Seekers in this line somewhere. The Generation Seeker mold is, you know, yeah, dead. it's an easy. I, I maintained that there has not been. There is no good Seeker mold. <gasps> you take that back. Except for the leader. And even then, that's a middle of a road leader. Mm. Anyway. Carnival Wars leader? Yeah. Or yeah, Jet Do you actually have those? Me? They're not that good. I, I used to have them. I actually, I thought they were pretty decent. Mm, like I said, yeah. they, they, they weren't amazing, but they were at least good, which is more than I can say for basically every other Seeker mold mm. that's been made. Not sure I agree. Anyway, uh, so still no Decepticons. Um, Hasbro is exhibiting at Paris Comic Con next weekend. Uh, do you think we might see something new? <laughs> well, we were almost. Uh, oh, we? we were gonna... That's a yes. They're exhibiting in Paris. <laughs> <laughs> it's your question. Go <laughs> uh, So it seems like everyone was fairly sure we were going to see them at. Uh, Toronto Fan Expo, but then yes. we just got studio meals. And even then, the only other siege things that we've seen in these posters is like some Tetra Jets in the background and then this Rattler and Prowl. So I, I'm not sure what's going on. Uh, we know that there's going to be a Voyager Megatron and the Leader Shockwave, as well as a couple of the MicroMaster teams. But mm-hmm. we have no idea what they look like or when we're going to see them. They'll be wave free, and you won't see them anywhere. Yeah, <laughs> as we'll get that, to in a that, future discussion. They'll just rock up randomly in Singapore in eight months' time, and they're never released anywhere else in the world. Well, they'll end up in TK Maxx. <laughs> one of one of the things that uh, one of the things that you wanted to talk about, Brad, was uh, the third party combiner scene is seemingly turning its attention to Bruticus. Now we are looking at uh, Zeta Toys, Bruticus on the left, and was it Unique Toys on the right? Yep. So these guys both have some very different takes on the figures. Like, like they're the same but different. They're they're covering the same characters. In fact, in fact, <laughs> look at just how different they could be. Like, practically anything that could be flipped is flipped. The, tu- <laughs> the turret on the, <laughs> the turret on the tank is in a different spot. Blast off is blast off and vortex are literally like 180 degrees inverted, yeah. each other. Uh, and swindle is front to back. So like, uh, yeah, no, no one will accuse these guys of uh, copying each other. But um, the thing that has caused a little bit of a little bit of consternation is the weird the weird chest design that uh, is on Zeta there. Mm. Yeah, they've. Which, it appears to be a replication of 
it appears to be a replication of Blastoff's cockpit, but I'm also wondering if it's actually something to do with uh, Vortex's cockpit as well. I'm not sure if the colours just... It, <laughs> I guess Vortex does have a little bit of purple on him. Yeah, well, I don't for know. Most... I'm not sure where a lot of that comes from, to be honest. Most it, of stuff it does just seem like a stupidly placed uh, replication of Blastoff's cockpit. Yeah, and most most of those front shields are just add-on parts anyway. Um, looking at you, Combiner Wars Devastator, but that's an <laughs> official figure. Um, well, that that's one thing I wanted to briefly talk about is just the Combiner scene. Jason, you haven't purchased any of the big Combiners. Um, uh, I've, got, I've got a Jinbao Bruticus, that's it. Yeah, and what was... Did, was that... Design engineering, or was that price? Like me? Uh, I'll tell you, it was definitely not engineering. Yeah, because um, you've you've handled the Jim Bowbrickers, haven't you? Yeah, and I saw it. <laughs> yeah, it's um. So he sits he sits up there on top of the yeah. Basically, it was price. Yeah. Um, because I, I I got him I got him for a good price from Joel on import. It was after the first wave of it made it out, and everyone was you know sort of like freaking out and screaming to the heavens at how good it was. Yeah. And uh, I was a bit disappointed in it really. But um mm. he sits there he sits there and looks cool on top of my um on top of my display cabinets and that's pretty much all you can really ask for for him. Mm. Well that's that's it. I've I've had it displayed a few conventions and that and it's definitely not like people see it and go, Wow. Um it just wasn't As long as they don't touch it, it's good, right? Yeah. Well I had it nestled in between Fort Max and Metroplex from <laughs> the titans but just so it didn't fall last over it but um it just wasn't it wasn't ticking that g1 box for me especially with the head but um it's sort of one of those things what what does get you if you are going for combiners because officially except unless it's in the titans where we've seen with devastator or even with combiner wars we aren't really getting those official combiners and what would get you interested in going for a third party one and paying five hundred? Nothing. <laughs> nothing is going to get me to pay five hundred dollars plus for a third party combiner. Like, I don't feel, I don't feel like the individual team members on a combiner team are worth one hundred dollars each. Mm. Yeah, that's... Well, that's yeah. If 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 you want a different tact, you go right. Masterpiece Ultra Magnus or MP10. The Datsuns, Sideswipe, and Red Alert. That's your fight. Yeah. One too far. Sideswipe, don't worry about Red Alert. Um, Yeah, but still, you still, like, as you said, those are $60, $70, $80 cars with a MP10 that's probably... A couple hundred dollars. But those are are characters that... Those are characters that I have more of a connection to. Like, Yeah, okay. This is always the problem with combiners is that you... You, you know less about the members of the combiner team. Like, um, I think the, I, I think Bruticus is actually, Bruticus is actually one of the few combiners I can actually name all of the limbs for even. Like, but would uh, that be more? Na- so na- na- name, name me the Technobots. Go on. I don't care. <laughs> but, but, maybe- no, but, but this is the thing, right? Like, yeah, you know, yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to go out and buy Technobots. I don't even know the names of them all. Like, I barely know the names of all the aerial bots. I don't really know all the names of the Stunticons. I, I just don't really care. Yeah. Yeah. But then even like, like Ridicus, you like, you get different iterations of the cartoon, like anime where you had Swindle, which was a fantastic character. Didn't, didn't combine, didn't need to. Mm, yes. Yeah. Um, Swindle was great. And, anime. and that's just, it's actually one of the reasons I know who he is and and um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and it's one of those it's one of those classic things where people assume just because they have a name, it's got to do this or do that, and we're getting all that with the new cartoon now. But um, yeah, but no, good point. Like just knowing knowing who characters are, the whole reason they're on screen is to sell the combining aspect of it, and for the most part, individual characters are very poorly flushed out or recognised. So. Like Superion's the only yes, we had Star Screams Brigade, but you didn't really get a lot of the individual whereas at least um the aerial bots with um whatever that going back in time to see Orion Pax episode was where you at least got to see that Silverbolt's scared of heights and <laughs> all that crap, but <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, so look, 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 I know the names of the leaders for the combiners, but like the limbs. How about you, Max? I think in terms of uh, just uh, in the perspective of value is that a lot of the time with these third-party figures, I'd readily pay, and I know most people would readily pay over a hundred bucks for you know one of those uh, limb-sized figures, right? But and you would are getting that level of engineering that you would pay for in a standalone figure in those limbs. But the issue is, um, and I think the stumbling block is for a lot of people that ultimately you know uh, those figures are just going to sit in a combined mode, right? Mm-hmm. So whereas you know, I don't I've got care some, about the engineering, they're just going to combine. Mm. Yeah, like you know, I've got something like you know the average, the average, you know, hundred and twenty dollar MMC figure, right? I gonna I'm gonna keep coming back to that, right? Whereas the a figure that's part of a combiner, it there is not nearly as much impetus for me to go take this individual figure off a shelf, you know, transform that back and forth, and you know, take a look back at that one, right? If I'm going to go back to that then I'm going to get the entire combiner down and have a crack at that. But then that's more of a time investment and you've got to make space and everything. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, do I really want to get this combiner down where I could, when I could just grab this much smaller thing off the shelf? Mm. And so while the engineering that you are paying for is about the same, the actual time that you are spending and the value that you are getting out of it just on account of uh, the, you know, what you choose to do with the figure, uh, I don't think it's quite as much. Yeah, I, the big, the big elf in the room is Devastator. Um, I, it's probably two years in the wind now, and I haven't looked back. But the Toy World Devastator, I had all the limbs except for the arms. Um, that half, was like half the limbs. <laughs> I had half the limbs and a torso, but um. At the same time, the Combiner Wars Devastator had come out. Now, there is nothing on the third-party market previously or current that matches that Combiner Wars Devastator just in G1 aesthetic. You can go back across any of the any of the Devastators that are coming out third-party. That Combiner Wars Devastator is G1 to a T. And it's only, well, at the time, $150. Um, having that in Devastator mode, I was happy with. Toy World, Toy World Devastate, I was buying for the individual modes. Hmm. Have, have, because I'm being in construction, seeing the um, the original G1 looking bots in alt mode with a little bit of detail, not too much. I was quite happy with and getting that and yes, paying $100, $110, a bot, whatever it was at the time to do it. And I had no intentions of combining that figure. I had the Combiner Wars one and people might say that's stupid why you spend $600 on individual bots when you're not going to combine them. Well, I spend that on Masterpiece stuff and they they don't combine, but... Yeah, you'd be spending $600 on individual bots anyway. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yes, yes, they can combine. And it all comes back to the whole thing of I don't mind paying money for figures that don't transform, but that's a completely different <laughs> argument. So, anyway... I, I and, do like the unique toys, Bruticus. It does cheat a lot where the whole torso, the legs, and all that are kit kit forming, parts forming. Um, not yeah, his legs aren't actually part of uh, no, onslaught, are they? No. Mm. So, but that's probably why they look that, so good. Yeah, that's the thing. It's getting that beefiness that you want, and not making onslaught look like a overhulking truck or something. But it's there for people who care about accuracy over. Uh, just engineering. Hmm. Right, then, we, that, we that, that, I know, but then that Zeta Toys helicopter Vortex looks G1 to a T. So, yeah, that's the problem you get. All right, we're going to move on. We will come back to combiners in a few minutes' time, but uh, for now, where we did get some news this week that uh, Fansoys is re-releasing Phoenix, their uh, Genfire slash Skyfire. And uh, this version, if you, if you, if like me, you purchased the original run of Phoenix, <laughs> too bad, suckers, because this one looks so much better. He's got, uh, he's got the chrome, the uh, metallic paint on his uh, backpack and on the sides of his legs and stuff. Um, that is basically it. That's 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 the update. Um, he's got uh, 
his yeah the metallic metallic paint limited version uh the use of the words limited version implies he's probably going to be more expensive they really need to get those dollars in to get hot rod released <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah yeah how, they how did this of... get in the production line before hot rod <laughs> I, well, I would like to draw attention to the fact that their blitzwing has been on pre-order for like two years now and yeah, we have yet true. to see a physical figure that's um, that's that's pretty much that's early days yet for the fans toys pre-orders isn't it i was gonna say <laughs> i was gonna mention apache and coot as well but i think one of those is out already <laughs> they're both out okay there you go uh, anyway, so um, Metallic, Metallic, Metallic I, I do not this one, obviously. No, the I, original. I've, I've, I do have. Uh, I'm looking at him up on the up on the thing. Now. He's great. Like he's big. He's chunky. Um, yeah. Don't know what. Don't know what else to say about him, really. Mm. I don't. Would Would you prefer this over that one? I, I kind of would. Yeah. Yeah. No. Like. Like. I kind of would. I'm. I'm having pangs looking at it, but. Um, uh, screw that. <laughs> I can't be bothered. There isn't a whole lot of difference in terms of accuracy. You know, it's just oh, no. slightly different looking paint. You, all you have here is just it looks nicer. Look, in actual fact, the G1 figure obviously didn't have chrome and uh, and shiny metallic parts here. This is more, I guess this is more in line with the uh, the Generations Jetfire that did have the uh, the chromed red uh, guns and everything on him. But um, uh, it just looks nice. I like shiny things. I'm like a cat. Yeah, I was just going to bring that generations figure up. It's just one of those things where they've done both versions. Where I was, I was quite happy and sought out the uh, non-chrome version, where the re the regular retail was the chrome version, and then had problems. Yeah, who, who, did, who, who did the non-chrome version? Was it was it Takara? Takara, yeah, Takara yeah. done non-chrome version, and then there was a lot of um, do-it-yourself oxidization or some sort of. Just leave it outside for a while. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Fans Toys doesn't deserve that much more uh, for a, a shiny repaint. Uh, we do have uh, we have a figure that we haven't really talked about for a little while, and this guy seems to be sneaking his way out into the world. This is Unique Toys R02 Challenger. Now, um, I want to say it's Age of Extinction Prime. I can't tell the difference between them all. Is it Age of Extinction Prime? Yes. 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 It's, it's got parts. It. Mm. So uh, this is a this is a um, a photo gallery from uh, Thundercracker's Photo Vault, and uh, he's <laughs> he's taken some really nice photos, and he's uh, sort of showing the transformation process here as well. So like, we're just going to step through these quickly. We had previously seen some photographs of this, and we're wondering where exactly all of that uh, all of that transformers. Uh, all the vehicle mode kibble goes and yeah look you look that that's that's a mess <laughs> but that's, like, I am that's a mess, actually, but it's pretty amazing where it all goes yeah i'm kind of astonished by the lack of uh singular panels like there's panels but they've got chunks on them right mm -hmm. like it, it's not really a shell former at all mm. it's quite amazing looking and i guess that helps to justify the very long development cycle for this figure <laughs> I, I do feel I do feel the the chest looks sort of boxy. Um, yeah, quite, once you sort of see it all sort of joined together like that, and well, especially when he turns around. <laughs> yeah, 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 it's, yeah. it's not he, perfect, obviously. When he turns around, it, 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 yeah, like that, that shot there is still that, like uh, really, yeah, but sure. It's a, but, a lot but of it's just, around the sort of kidney flank area where yeah. it's just. But, yeah, look at the rest of it. There, you you could you could not tell that that was a truck. No, and before his um, polka dot bikini tops come on, I, I was worried that was what the final form was. I was worried that I was like, no, that's what it would look like in prototype. Uh, <laughs> this is not even my final form. Bikini on. <laughs> so, yeah, um, very well done, Unique Toys. Um, looking forward to seeing this make it out into the world a little bit more. Mm. Um, yeah, so we'll see how it ends up, shall we? Yeah, no, definitely excited. This looks fantastic. All right. We put the call out in the uh, in the group this afternoon for a uh, discussion topic, and uh, Alan came to our came to our rescue. And he's he's a frustrated uh, he's a frustrated Transformers collector, like so many of us. He's trying to find combined limbs for Abominus. Now, the good news is that these seem to have finally made it out to retail in Australia. So, if you go shopping this weekend. 
there's a I'm going to say like 30 to 50 percent chance you might find some abominous limbs if you look in the right shops, but they're they're just taking their time to get out there now. Alan asks, at what point as collectors do you still use local retail? Um, and he also adds a writer onto that. Has anyone actually found all the Dinobots yet? Now we do know that we do know that there's a few people in the group who have found all the Dinobots. Um, they are they are out there. They're quite the, the the later ones are quite rare. Brad, you made mention to you made mention of this earlier. You said like you know if it's anything past wave two or wave three, it's not going to make it out of mm. retail very much. Now. Uh, Unless you're lucky. <laughs> so, for, so for the first, so for the first point, like the, the question, the question is: to what point as collectors do you still use local retail? I do it when things are on sale because retailers, uh, bricks and mortar retailers, can still beat online. Now, uh, for proof of this, if you go back a couple of years when Target, admittedly, it was it was a fuck up on their part. <laughs> Target, Target was letting deluxes go for fifteen dollars. And I will just point out also, we've seen Big W letting them go for ten dollars yep. in the last the last couple of months on on a big sale as well. So like, these things can get out there at pretty amazing prices, and like you, you're not going to find those prices online as well. So the only the only issue there is normally it's a select few figures. Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Like. But that and that that's that's what I think that that encourages a little bit of experimentation as well because like I wouldn't normally I wouldn't normally go into Big W expecting to see something to buy I will go into Big W a lot and look as I go past one but if I go in there and there's deluxes that are ten dollars you know I might I might pick up um, Quake whereas I wouldn't normally because yeah, it's just, yeah. just a hardhead repaint but if he's ten bucks sure I'll do it um, it's an easy purchase too totally totally you have to think about. It. Um, so yeah, so Brad, to your question of like when when the last time I saw bots I wanted on sale, like yeah, pretty rare, but you know, cheap price can uh, a cheap price can engender a bit of desire for a figure. Yeah. How about, well, how, about how about yourself? That's that's the thing. If if you're and I'm I'm not we won't go into that. Um if if you're like a bombless, I've I've got no care for the character, but if you you've you've we've seen releases, we know it's coming. Um it's gonna be in different parts. And no box set from Takara, as far as we know yet. If you're a collector and you want these figures, then surely I don't. I don't know why anyone would still think that. Well, I'm just going to wait and see if I can find them at retail. I don't. If you really want the figure and really want that combiner, um, I don't know why you wouldn't go to an online seller. Yes, you're going to probably pay a little bit more plus postage, but you're guaranteed to get those figures. Yep. And the Dinobots are a big one where people are still looking for Wave 2, Wave 3. Dinobots? I don't, I don't I, I'll be honest. I don't really know what's in what wave. Yeah, yeah, yeah same. But yeah. Dinobots were Wave 1 and 2, Abominus is Wave 3. Okay. Well, there you, there you go. That's exactly why Abominus isn't turning up in a lot of places. But um, it's 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 just one of those things. I don't... As a, as a collector, if, you're, if you want to get these things and you'd go to local retail and just if you're buying if you're buying the five figures and get them shipped to you it's going to be a lot cheaper than going and buying them individually later on when you can't find a sludge or a snarl slag whatever what the wave two is but um yeah i yeah. ordered all of my abominus figures from hobby link japan uh just because it was an easy guaranteed way to get them and yeah Came out like five or ten bucks cheaper than retail. Have you seen any of them retail? No, never, not once. I haven't seen anything past wave one yeah. to this day. Yeah, and that's and that's so, the same going into the movie, the movie Bumblebee figures and Studio Series. I really love that oversized Prime that's going to be coming out. Um, I'm going to select. I'm going to go online. I'm going to get order that one of the um, Volkswagen Bumblebees. And we'll see what the uh, the shatter and other bot and maybe even the Blitzwing slash Starscream does online. I'm not even going to wait for local retail. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to put something else to you as well, right? Which is something that I think people don't really consider when they when they go, oh, you know, I'm going to I'm I'm not going to buy this online. Especially as you said, you know, it might cost you a few extra dollars, right? Uh, what do you value your time at? Because yeah. If you if, like, if you actually value your time and you add up all of the time that you go 
into the shopping center and you know maybe even go park your car pay for parking pay for petrol to get to the shops go into the shops look at all of the things ask the staff member you've invested hours of time for for picking up these things where and as you say it might cost you five or ten dollars extra online but um, that's a fraction of that's a fraction of that hour of your time and so like I, i would put it to you that it's it's easier for time and time and effort to actually just buy them online and wear the extra few dollars. Um, but, you know, go out and enjoy your weekend instead of going Transformers hunting. But, of course, that's kind of half of the fun, isn't it? Well, and if, yeah, you've, got, if, you've, got a... kids, if you've got kids, then uh, you better swallow up that mushroom when you hit that question mark brick because you're going to be going through all the Lego aisles and everything as well because if you go in a toy shop looking for Transformers for yourself... The kids are going to see a lot of toys and want something for themselves as well. So, yeah, Max. Yeah, oh, that's, um... <laughs> I laughed. I stumped him. <laughs> Sorry, uh, man. No, uh, I just forget I'm going sometimes. Uh, no, I think a lot of the time it it just varies down to like like you're saying priorities, right? And so the pricing becomes a major factor, but it also becomes you know a, a matter of collecting habits as well, like. We are in the current state of not just Transformers collecting, but toy collecting on the whole is in a much more diverse place than it ever has been uh, in terms of what is on offer, mm. right? So a lot of a lot of the time, retail stuff, it, like for a lot of people, myself included, just doesn't hold the same draw to it that it would. You know, a couple of years ago, I would have gone like, Abominus, holy shit. You know, but nowadays it's just like, oh yeah, Abominus, that might be, those will be the only powerful prime figures I get because I know that some third party companies going to go out and put something that is just much more interesting to me on a figure level. Hmm. Well, there's already a third party Abominus. Yes, there is. Yeah, yeah so it's expensive. Uh, we, are, kind of shit. we are about done and we are out of time for that discussion. Yeah. It's time to it's time to sort of wrap some things up quickly. Uh, we are going to talk about some new acquisitions quickly. Um, Max, do you want to do you want to show us what you've show us what you picked up recently? Show yeah, us some bars. I guess on that topic, uh, I've opened uh, three of the Powerful Prime's Terracons. So in order of uh, basically Magnus worst and best, <laughs> we'll start off with Sinner Twin. He's not particularly bad. He's just aggressively mediocre. Uh, mediocre. The proportions. That's my performance just, review at work. Aren't very good. He's very G1, but not in a good way. Like the arms look like these giant discs. He's chunky. He barely transforms and he's not all that poseable. Does he have elbows? He, he has elbows. Um, okay. Yeah, That's like, all right. Just all the blue was. Yeah. Yeah, okay. he's a very chunky figure. I don't know. It's just... It's a combiner. It's, it's, it's thoroughly it's unexciting, if, yeah. if I'm honest. Yeah. And I get that it's a combiner, but all the others feel new and updated, and it just it just feels like a G1 figure with joints. Because it was designed four years ago when combiners were special. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that is the thing. These are also, just from an engineering perspective, even... Like, you know how Combiner Wars had all those uh, little tricks with transforming the legs? You know, these guys bring all those back. Like, yeah. these, these are straight-up Combiner Wars figures. There's no question. Um, even though the Prime Armor gimmick, I have to say, isn't as stupid as the little <laughs> pictures. It, it actually kind of works. Like, I don't know. If I, so I got Ripper Snapper here, who's probably... He's the second best out of the three. I've opened so far. Like, I don't know. From a... <laughs> angles it doesn't look terrible at least in person when, when you look at it straight on yeah straight on you can't <laughs> yeah, like, see it it doesn't look bad at all when you when you turn it 90 degrees to the side it looks stupid <laughs> actually mo- most angles like it doesn't look good but it, it doesn't look bad either i don't know I, I don't think i don't like it but it's there and it functions uh ripper snapper i guess um he's a, he's a solid figure he's uh, there's not much to say, really. He's just I, like, I don't mind Ripper Snapper. Like it's it's a it's a it's a neat looking figure. Like he's got personality at least. Yeah, he, 
the whole land shark thing's always been a bit fun, and he's got these great little, uh, you know, sort of claws. I like his claws. Yes. The wristles they added here on just specifically for him really helped there. Yeah, yeah I think he's unique. Nothing. I think he's unique enough apart from the others. He just sort of he's set aside. He's got a fairly. He's got a bit of a different silhouette as well, with like the big mm. thing coming across the top and the two guns up here. So yeah, quite like him. And then the absolute winner out of these three is Blot. I, I don't know what yeah, it is. I like about Blot. Him. He's cute. <laughs> what What is it about Blot, man? I I, I don't. It must. It's. I think the proportions factor into it. I think it's also because his his um his monster mode is just so naff. <laughs> yeah, his his nose monster thing is yeah. fantastic, but he transforms a fair bit to get into that mode. Mm. And it, in that mode, he's got like you know universal joints on the legs and. He's you know, he's quite he's quite articulated in monster mode, and it, it holds together super well. And it, it pulls a couple decent little movements to transform. Uh, the way, like, let me show you up close. See. So you see how he's got the fist here and then three claws on the outside of a fist. He's a Wolverine! To transform him, you push your fist in and the claw rotates around like that. So then you have two claws on one side and one claw on the inside. Mm. And that movement is just from uh, folding the fist in. It's just like little things like that. Make him work so well, it's quite and yeah the, yeah. yeah, the proportions on him, he just looks solid. He looks like a Decepticon, man. Like he's this bulky guy with a couple spikes, and he's all you know, dark purple. He just works. There's nothing much else to say, man. He just, <laughs> it's just a good figure. There's nothing else to say. There's no, there's nothing remarkable, but there's nothing wrong with him. He just functions. No, fair enough too, and. Just quickly finish off something a bit more unique. I have to thank Jason for, and he uh, very graciously picked up from TF Nation is a copy of Lost Light issue one signed by the writer James Roberts and the artist Jack Lawrence. I cannot thank you enough for this. This is a little piece of history here, and it is just awesome to have. So You're that very is, welcome. That is going to get framed and hung on a wall for certain. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, I have a couple of acquisitions I'm going to go through. Um, this is probably the first time I've actually really opened up for more than like five minutes at a time. Uh, wait a minute. There we go. Uh, a, a Beast Wars masterpiece. Hello, Pretty Kitty. Uh-huh. Yeah, pretty Kitty. Just, <laughs> pretty Kitty um, arrived finally this week via, a, via another collector who sold me his because I was looking for one online, so he gave me a good price on it. Um, yeah, pretty pretty kitty is uh, pretty neat, and um, I finally I, I finally understand the way that they're doing the uh, the sort of the paint and the paint and textures for the uh, the um, the Beast Wars figures. So yeah, is that oh, like a good to see. thing? It is. Yeah, it, like it's it's painted onto the it's painted onto it, but it's not uh, the, the the texture of the plastic is a little bit different to your normal uh, your normal masterpiece plastic. Okay, it's a, it's a little bit. Um, how would I describe it? It's it's not glossy shiny. It's more of a matte surface, and like you know, if you're if you like your your finger won't stick to the surface, and it's sort of low friction. Mm. So yeah, um, and in keeping with the uh, in keeping with the Cheetor theme, uh, another Cheetor <laughs> arrived this week as well. Um, this well, is isn't the, that uh, exclusive? Yeah. Uh, he is he is kind of exclusive. He's the uh, he's the animated version of Cheetor. Uh, and he is an animated blur repaint, and um, very appropriate as well. He's a he's a repaint, but his uh, his head is a remold. I don't know whether or not the camera will focus on that, but anyway. And um, just question with that, yeah, because he's not covered in spots as much as the masterpiece Cheetor. Do you see Jeffrey the Giraffe as a possible? <laughs> I, th I think he's an easy repaint, yes, or an easy rework. Yeah, yeah, just maybe not so much black, more of a brownie spot. <laughs> Like, let's, let's be honest, the, only way, the, the best way to turn this guy into a giraffe is just to put a longer neck on him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, beyond that, I have been continuing my um, hunt for some e-hobby releases. Ooh. And uh, these guys arrived a couple of weeks ago. I'm not sure whether or not I actually showed them in box on the... Um, not sure whether I showed them in box on the podcast or not, but uh, the e-hobby Insecticons are... Uh, Utterly exquisite. Um, just their 
their colours are pretty amazing. Um, the the leg on bombshell <laughs> bends quite easily. Uh, there we go. Um, so yeah, the the colours are pretty amazing, but the um, the green and red on kickback is wow. just utterly inspired. So are these called like kickback? I'd know these exist. These are, so these are actually not these. Are, so the G one Insecticon law has the Insecticons able to create clones and copies of themselves to assist themselves in battle. Uh, so these guys are not the original Insecticons. These are the clones that they've created. And they do have distinct names, um, and I can't remember what they are at the moment. But uh, I did I did post them in the, in the discussion group when I did a photo shoot of them a, a week or so ago. So, yeah, so that's, um, that's, my, that's some of my new acquisitions. Awesome. Excellent. All right. Blast. It's like run of a mill retail figures and and then oh, what do you know? Is it's like always exclusives. <laughs> well, so Jason I, I, always brings out like the these ridiculous fancy figures, man. It's insane. Actually, actually, just so I just want to point out as well. Um, someone someone on Twitter pointed out for these. Oh, and also these guys have rub signs as well. Um, so this being a Japanese kickback release, he's got sharp wings. <laughs> uh, because the Takara release ends with a, a round point. I know the Takara, the Hasbro releases end with a round point on the end of the wings so the kids didn't stick them in their eyes. Switch play kickback. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, and look, since I've shown off, since I've shown off um, two of them as well, there's, there's, there's the final one. Like the, the colors, uh, the colors are not as, uh, the colors are not as um, congruous as their normal sort of purple and yellow thing, but I I, I, I love them to be. They're great. It's a nice looking red. It, it really is. It really is. All right, that is it. That is it. Let's um let's move on and we'll we'll do a bit of a I'll do a bit of a rush to the end of the show, shall we? Um, we'll get on to some TCCA business before the end of the podcast. Uh, it is TCCA's birthday this month. Uh. Queensland and Western Australia are actually getting events to celebrate the club's birthday during the month of its birthday. Other states will probably be early in October. Uh, mm. Timing is timing has gotten away from us, but uh, do check the do check the details on the TCCA Facebook group and on the website, and uh, you'll find out more information about that. And Max, you will be uh, representing us at the Adelaide Comic and Toy Fair on Labor Day. That's Monday, October the first. So, if you are in Adelaide around that uh, around that date, do head on over and say hi to Max, and he'll give you a free hug. Mm. <laughs> I, I about a hug it depends on uh, <laughs> how much you showered recently uh given, given that it's a comic and toy fair that's you're not going to be giving out that many hugs <laughs> I, I remember i remember the one that i went to the uh the adelaide mega toy fair by the time it got to the afternoon the place did smell a little bit yeah it can't be worse than some of the football stadiums around the country like, coming I'll up be- on uh some of the big games because people camping out three or four days ahead of time and three or four days of showers and then going into the sports. It, sound, it sounds like an iPhone line. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this yep. stuff isn't, uh, it's not necessarily like a popular culture thing. It's just a thing of big public gatherings, not yeah. many, not much hygiene. It's not a pop, no, not a pop culture thing. It's just a thing. Yeah, this yep. is always a great event for TCCA. Um, yeah, yeah. They've, they've always been good to us, so it'd be great to come along and show them some love. Yeah, agreed. Right. Anyone got anything else that we need to slip in at the end of the show before we uh, finish the show? No, I was going to mention that my thing, by the time this comes out, it's probably going to be over, so we don't need to do that. Okay, good. <laughs> I don't know what they're talking about, but sure. Oh, it's 20% off my at the moment, but it'll probably be over by the time we get. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. Then no. Yeah. Okay, everyone. Thank you for listening. If you are watching the live record, thanks for checking us out. Find out more about these stories. You'll find links to them and more in the show notes posted in the uh, Podbean site and the, the Transformers Weekly Facebook page. If you want to get in touch with us, and please do because we do love listener feedback, uh, you will find the official site at Podbean transformersweekly.podbean.com Facebook page is called Australian Transformers Weekly and we are all in the Transformers Collectors Club Australia group on Facebook Uh, if you're not already subscribed find us on iTunes, Pocket Casts, YouTube and other podcatchers of choice and distinction and you'll find an RSS link in the show notes we are a production of Transformers Collectors Club Australia 
the club is a registered club in Victoria. You can find its information online on the official Victorian club's registration website. We are run by volunteers like us who donate their time and money to make the club better for everyone. Our goal is to connect to Transformers fans around the country. We do it by engaging the collecting community like this. Sometimes we just engage ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> Self-engagement, activate. Yes. Uh, you can <clears throat> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Nearly made it. <laughs> you can find more information, including affordable yearly membership options to show your support for us at transformerscca.com. That is it from us. Uh, say bye, boys, and we'll be back uh, with more Transformers news next week. Bye, boys. boys. <laughs>echo echo echo okay hello welcome well, we're gonna do that again welcome to australian transformers weekly i'm gonna do it again now because you laughed welcome to australian transformers weekly we are bringing you transformers news from around the world into your australian living room up and down and left to right and somewhat diagonally i guess across the length and breadth and diagonal angles of australia this is episode 166 we are recording on september 14th 2018 this week we will be talking about our first look at the movie masterpiece bumblebee that's quite a good one too there is life in the old girl yet because it looks like mp10 might be getting yet another repaint <laughs> re-release and we'll have a chat about some third party combiners and maybe some first party combiners as well all that and more coming up after this <laughs> As I just run edit the run sheet to have September twenty first. I don't know why that said fourteenth. Did I did I say fourteenth? You did. Fuck it, let's do it again. I'm also I'm also <laughs> apparent, I'm also apparently Ron Burgundy. So yes. Yeah. We'll, we'll, get, we'll get this intro eventually. <laughs> the intro will the intro if I don't stop interrupting it. <laughs> yeah, <don't. laughs> Look, I don't want to die on the podcast, okay? <laughs> uh, okay, let's do it again. Ready?